and welcome to The Family Business. Tonight we are going to be discussing Episode 5, Bloody Mary. I want to welcome everybody, and my name is Shannon. I'll be your host. I'm Donna. I'm Z. And joining us tonight, we have two guest stars. I'm Adrian. And I'm Kaz. All right. So I just want to say, for me, this is probably the scariest damn episode of Supernatural that I have ever seen. Namely because it plays on mirrors, which I absolutely hate. And it plays on Bloody Mary, which I had an absolutely horrible experience with, which we'll go into later. I have a Bloody Mary story, too, that I want to tell. Awesome. Donna, do you want to go ahead and start talking about something you found interesting? You know, one of my favorite things happens fairly early in the episode, because Dean's a pretty charming guy. Mm -hmm. I think male and female alike find Dean likable. And that guy in the morgue who just flat refused to be charmed. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, nope, not buying it. I just loved that guy. Yes. And then he turns around and he's like, I'm going to punch him in the face. Yeah, Dean, <laughs> Dean just didn't know what to do with someone he couldn't charm. Right. Absolutely. So why don't you go ahead and tackle the female aspect of this episode? Did one, you find anything? One moment that? while I turn a page. Okay. This, unlike the previous episode, this episode had a ton of female characters. I mean, it was loaded with female characters. What I didn't like was most of them were of the pretty giggly variety. Mm. And I really did not like Charlie with her I'll scream threat, which is basically, oh. I'm going to accuse you of rape, rape. is what yeah. she's saying there. And yeah. I really was not a fan of that. I feel like the, the girls are giggly because they're teenagers. Like I feel like these are supposed to be very sort of normal teenage girls. Sure. And while I also don't love the I'll scream, this equates accusing you of rape threat, I also sort of want to defend it a little bit and say this is kind of the only way that women are taught to defend themselves. Yeah, that's true. It's, it, it, it feels like not so much a problem with the show, but like a larger social issue. I don't know. I'm, I, you're right. It is a larger social issue. But how about I will tell people that you're up here? That's all too. <laughs> that's exactly. Yeah. Hey, I'll tell people you're up here. Anyway, we could talk about that for the entirety Ever. of the 30 yes. minutes, so we'll move on. <laughs> Anything else with the female aspect that you wanted to discuss? You know, the whole Bloody Mary thing where, you know, she died and the person never got justice and then she is carrying on justice for other people, there almost was a coherent sentence in there somewhere. Mm -hmm. She died and there was no justice. And because of that, she is giving other people justice. You know, it's hard not to love a vengeful spirit. But at the same time, I kind of wish maybe she had not been the other woman. Just, and that's just me. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Bloody Mary is one of my favorite urban legends, and I feel like they did the best they could with what they had. Mm -hmm. None of the Bloody Mary stories are particularly like rah rah go women. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. They're all they're all kind of sketchy mm -hmm. at best. And also, most of the stories make her very very similar to the woman in white, mm -hmm. which. They've, they've already done. Yes, yeah, that was the episode, episode one in yeah. the pilot. Yeah, they've already already done. And so I think that they were trying to get away from that backstory and do something else. It's also kind of hard because almost all of the legends of Bloody Mary take place 
in like the 18th century. Yeah. So it's kind of like she's the usually the other woman because that's all really women could do. <laughs> you could be the the woman or the other yeah. woman, yeah. <laughs> or the prostitute. Yeah. Those were your options. Well, and one of the things that they discussed was the fact that there are like 50 different origins for who Bloody Mary is, and so they were trying to pin it down to what was actually going on in that town. Yeah. Which. I- they found out wasn't possible. Well, yeah, and I, I, I really did appreciate that because there are so many Bloody Mary stories. Sometimes you do it three times. Some you some like whenever I was younger, it was twelve. Later, I heard thirteen. Oh my, I was seven. That's way too many I'm times. Bored before I was done. <laughs> uh-huh. Mary's at that point. Mary's like, oh, okay, goddamn it, let's just get this over with. You get to ten, um, and you're just like, oh, I'm bored of this. <laughs> that's why she's murdering people. Is it's like, stop saying my name. <laughs> I mean, I have a three-year-old, so, you know, you get to that time, and I'm like, I can hear you. I have looked at I get it. Stop. But, yeah, so they, there's so many different summoning ways and so many different, like you said, so many different origin stories. I like that they sort of mixed as many as they could. And, like, even Mary Worth is one of the original. That's the one that I'm familiar with. Yeah, and so I like that they made it Mary Worthington. Like, yes. hey, nod to that. But not the same. <laughs> I, have, I think to say about that, but I can wait a little bit if you want me to say. Okay. Well, um, at this point, we usually ask Z to go into like the spiritual monster aspect of everything. So uh, you guys may be able to tie that in together. I don't know. Yeah. So um, aside from the what we're discussing is the, the multiple origins, to kind of go away from Bloody Mary a little bit, I liked the way that they like defeated her, which was using yes. the mirror against her, which is using her death against her. Which sounds kind of dickish, but she is right. murdering people. Right. And that's, that's something that we'll, we'll get to see later on, is not every monster is an equation. It's not all get iron, get salt, get fire, like, you know, burn right. it. It's like, it's not all uh, boring and consistent. There are different ways in which you can defeat these entities. And like in, in Woman in White and in the pilot, you know, they drive her back home. And right. So that's uh, something that... Really excited to see more of. But yeah, so as, as far as the Bloody Mary thing goes, the one I heard when I was younger was she was a girl that fell ill of some mysterious something and uh, died. Right, and died, <laughs> died, quotes died. And then they buried her, and at the time they would wrap strings around their fingers on bells. Mm-hmm. So they buried her, and they come out the next morning, her parents or whatever, and the bell is on the ground, and they dig her up, and you know, her, her fingernails are all bloody and stuff, and she's just clawed her throat open, and, you know, like, it's just morbidness, so, uh, I didn't actually hear anything related to that in the episode, other than Mary. Like, well, they, they discussed the fact that the doctor had allegedly cut her eyes out with surgical precision, mm-hmm. and that was why she was doing the things that she did with the eyes, so. Yeah, yeah. But I just, I, I am kind of excited to hear what you guys' Bloody Mary stories are. The Bloody Mary story I heard was something about, like, her lover caught up her face or something, and so she's trying to take other people's faces. Hmm. Another one that I heard was that the lover killed her and her children, and she's looking for her children. That's the one that I'm familiar yeah, with. Yeah, and so she'll go and she'll say, where are my children? She won't kill you in the bathroom. She'll just, like, haunt you forever right. after asking where your kids are until you go crazy, and she tears off your face then. Yeah, that, that's the one that I'm familiar with as well. Um, that's one way to go. <laughs> 
So, Kaz, did you have you heard any different uh, ones? No, I haven't origin? actually heard any uh, different origins. I always just heard that you know the say Bloody Mary three times in the mirror, and then I don't know, she just kills you somehow. <laughs> right. There's she also there's out. also the the idea that some people throw around that she's Mary Queen of Scots. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. And she's seeking revenge for her head her, being chopped you off. Know. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For, the, for history. Yeah, the epic betrayal. Yeah. She, yeah. Yeah. That she suffered. I did like in this episode a lot the tug and pull of controlling the myth and the fact that so you have these established rules of okay if I do this thing I make it do this thing and it almost kind of does it right. but not exactly and so it's enough that they're you know especially Charlie's friend I don't remember her name Jenny I think when they're in the Jill. Jill, when yes, they're in the yeah. bathroom at school. It's fairly unimportant. But no, that was Donna. <laughs> yeah. That was Donna. yeah. Donna's in the, the bathroom yeah. at school, and Jill is the one that's on the phone that's like, I'm going to say it. And then she says it, and she's like, ah! Yeah. No, oh, yeah, that actually happens twice then, yeah, because it happens when she's driving home, and then again at school. Mm-hmm. And they're talking, and she's just like, I'm going to say it right in front of you, blah, blah, blah. And mm. see, look, which lends to this idea of that, you know, this is how the Smith got so huge. That people are just saying it all over the place. They're disproving it constantly. You can't see my air quotes, but they're there. (laughs) (laughs) They were audible. They're disproving it constantly. I thought that was kind of curious. Is is she... So Donna says it three times, and then what would have happened if Charlie Charlie died? Would she immediately... Would Bloody Mary immediately come back for Donna? Because... Here's my thing on this is, what if Charlie hadn't been looking in the mirror whenever Donna said it? Would that have affected it? Mm. But then you go back to where the dad at the beginning wasn't looking in the mirror whenever she said it. So it's kind of that. And and Dean was looking in the mirror whenever Sam said it. And also when Lily said it and then it went after dad, it went away. Right. right. So, so I think it only gets the one. Yeah, I think one kill and she's well, done. There, well, there wasn't anybody else in the house at the, the time. The that, two little girls. Well, they didn't kill anybody. Yeah, that's you true. don't know. Well, <laughs> what that, secrets did they have? I, 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 You're it right. It feels and, like Mary is serving as like the judge, jury, and executioner. Right. Yeah. So I get the feeling that what she's doing is she's just attracted to the largest source of guilt well, that, in the area. That brings me yeah. to my one main objection, though I did eventually realize why they had done it. When Charlie tells the story about her boyfriend threatening to kill himself and her saying, go ahead, and then she leaves, I was looking at that going, no, no, that's not her fault. Yeah. No. Right. <laughs> but then I realized that they needed that to establish that she would go for Sam. Right. And they also needed to establish that so that Dean and Sam could have that connection of, you know, that's great advice that you just gave her, so why don't you apply it to your own life? Right. So, I, I thought it was, I mean, maybe I just, like, assumed this was it. Maybe they didn't say it, but I thought it was how guilty you feel about yeah. it. Yeah. Because it did never say Dad killed Mom, but maybe Dad felt guilty that Mom took all those pills. And that is possible. I, I think and, it's... Which would, be, which would probably be why... That she didn't, wouldn't go after Dean because everything Dean has killed, Dean he has killed just for a reason. Right. Yeah. Oh. And he feels, yeah, he feels justified. Yeah. Right. Well, see, I, I sort of, that whole story that Charlie told about a boyfriend and all that, I think it also set up the fact that they couldn't go, well, she's only going to kill bad people. She's only yeah. going to kill the guilty. Maybe we should just, you know, let it go. It's like, nah, she's going to kill, like, 
guilty adjacent people. You know, <laughs> like people that were like, oh, I kind of saw a thing over there. Yeah. Well, and I think, too, that they point out, you know, vengeful spirits don't exactly see shades of gray. There is no distinction. It's like, okay, you feel right. guilty. You're guilty. I'm going to kill you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They just bounced the closest beacon. It was like, that's kind of, that's close enough. Yeah, you get to die. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So, as I said at the beginning of this, mirrors and their <laughs> god-awful horribleness, I like the fact that they point out all of the things that are associated with mirrors, like how they reveal your true self, they reveal your secrets, that they used to think that people's souls could be trapped in them whenever they died, which obviously feeds into this episode. But I have got to say that at the end, whenever they're going to the store to try to vanquish Mary, what the hell kind of store just sells all of these weird ass mirrors <laughs> that are placed at weird distances and angles and all of that in a store? Yeah. I have two theories. One, a store in hell. Yes. Two, a store in Silent Hill. Yeah. <laughs> And two, it's like, why didn't you guys go through and just break every damn mirror except for that one to begin with? I, I feel like logically they would cover it. Yeah. Because they just said, like, they, you know, they used to cover the mirrors. So this mirrors like, okay, let's go to this the store that has all these mirrors and let's just cover them up. You right. know, like, I feel like that's that's pretty, pretty logical. Yeah, I would have to agree because, I, oh my God. Uh, that, yeah. The scene in the beginning when the dad's... In, in the bathroom that that mirror closes like so when I was younger you know we used to play the the Bloody Mary game whatever and I was at a cousin's house that I was unfamiliar with like I hadn't they just moved in and I guess it was a warp in the mirror and they they knew this was gonna creep me out so they they put the little like Febreze incense thing on the nightlight on or whatever and they had me turn off the light and they said it and they're like and you have to close the mirror so that it invites her in and I was like I was like okay this sounds like a really cruddy part of the game but all right so I'm like in the bathroom by myself I say it I close the door and there's a, a dark shadow in the warp and I literally peed my pants because I was like seven and I was so mortified I refused to go over there anymore I hated them so much <laughs> when I was a kid and I like you're like we used to play th- I didn't used to th- once and I was like no nope. because like I was already genre savvy because my mom showed me horror movies so my friends are telling me this story about you do it and you summon her into the mirror and I seriously stood there and I was like why <laughs> oh my why would you do that and they were like what do you mean? I was like, why the fuck would I do... Like, seven-year-old me did not say fuck, but I was like, why would I do this? And they were like... And they just stared at me, and they were like, just do it. And I was like, no. That's that's how you die. That's how I, I was like, I've seen this movie. It doesn't end well for anybody. But I had this watch on, and it was... It was like this pound puppy watch or something, but it connected with Velcro. And so they're telling me this story, and they're, like, building it up, and their parents aren't home because, I don't know, we lived in white trash apartments, so just <laughs> parents weren't a thing. And all of a sudden, and I'm sure, I'm sure that the brother did this. Like, <laughs> the TV suddenly comes on with just static, and, like, I jump out of my damn shoes, and he goes, that's been happening ever since I did it. <laughs> <laughs> and at that moment, the Velcro gave out on my watch. And it just fell off. Oh. And I literally, like, I fucking love this watch. And I was like, nope, I'm out. And I literally <laughs> ran out of their apartment, across oh. the apartment complex, as fast as I could go, got home, slammed the door behind me. And my mom is like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> and, I was like, and I was like, I can't tell you. And she was like, why not? And I was like, because I can't say her name. <laughs> 
All right, guys. Well, I know that we all have Bloody Mary stories that we're going to share. At this time, though, we are going to take a quick little break. I'm going to ask you first to please go on iTunes or Google Play and give us a rating and a review. We would really appreciate that. It gives us nice warm fuzzies in our heart, and it helps us out. It lets us go over the ratings and that sort of thing. We have a social media presence, thanks to Z, so why don't you tell us about that? Find us on Instagram at thefamilybusiness underscore SPN fancast, and on Twitter at TFB underscore SPN fancast. And then we'll also be joining with our sister casts on Tumblr at snarkcast.tumblr.com. Hey, you know what you can do is you can go on Twitter and tell us your Bloody Mary stories. Oh, yeah. I, I love to hear that. <laughs> I'm going to ask Adrienne to talk about our sister podcasts. We have Beyond the Cabin in the Woods, A Good Ghoul's Guide to Horror, where Donna, Kinsey, Debbie, and I watch horror movies and talk about the tropes and things to look for and cool stuff about them. Sometimes also bad stuff about them, but mostly cool stuff because we like it. We also have Once More With Feeling, a 20th anniversary Buffy fancast, where we do kind of this, but with Buffy the Vampire Slayer. We also have Collective Snark, which includes Donna, Aisha, Aisha, and me, in which we talk about a lot of things related to pop culture and nerdiness, mostly. And you can find all of us on the Gumby Cat Networks, which is a podcast network. There's all kinds of pop culture and books and movies and TV and games that you can find on there. A fairly recent one is called Maja Day, and it's all about anime. So before we took the break, like I said, I'm sure we all have our Bloody Mary stories, so I'm going to go ahead and let everybody laugh at me now. And I think I came into the Bloody Mary thing like really late in life. I was probably 15 before I actually got to experience this. For those who know me, I, I'm really, like, really super creeped out by mirrors, really super creeped out by horror movies, especially ones whenever people tell me that nothing bad will happen in them. <laughs> Adrian? <laughs> so sorry. It's okay. I was with a group of friends, and we were at a friend's house, and they started telling me about Bloody Mary. I had no idea what it was about. And this is whenever they're telling me, oh, her kids died, and oh, if you say her name in the mirror, and blah, blah, blah. One thing that was, I, I think, unique to mine that I haven't heard you guys talk about is what the little girl does in the episode, in that she has the candle. So they give me this candle on a metal candlestick, and I'm in the bathroom, alone, and of course they're standing outside the door and everything, and so I'm standing there, and I, I put the candle down on the counter because I was shaking so much because I know what I know I'm getting ready to die and so of course I start saying you know I'm Bloody Mary and I say it the second time and right as I get ready to say it the third time the fucking candle went out <laughs> I don't know why I don't know how but it went out and I screamed and almost broke the door down trying to get out of the bathroom because it was pitch black and I couldn't see, and so I just know that this thing is ready to come out of the mirror and get me, and I literally almost broke that door down trying to get out of the bathroom. 
Yeah, we didn't, we didn't, I think as kids, didn't understand the concept of, like, it has to be a candle, so that's why we used, like, the Febreze nightlight thing. <laughs> <laughs> they told me the candle, I don't remember if the original kids told me the candle, but I know that for some fucked up reason, I told my cousins about this when they came to visit one time. I'm pretty sure I told them because I was terrified and just wanted to share the terror. Right. And they're like, and my cousin... Tiffany was like, oh yeah, you need a candle. Let's do it. And I was like, no, not in my house, you crazy person. I have to live here. Yeah. Donna, do you have a Bloody Mary experience? You know, I don't. Oh my gosh. We should go to the bathroom right now. Oh uh, no. <laughs> I, I, think, I think my ride is here. I'll see you guys later. I, mean, I need to say this because I, I've mentioned several times on both Cabin in the Woods and Snark that I'm pretty much a skeptic. I'm pretty much a science person. But as a good friend of mine likes to say, I'm also just Irish enough to believe. <laughs> so I do not think anything will ever happen. I'm still not going to do that shit. Understandable. Mm-hmm. What about you, Kaz? Any Bloody uh, Mary experiences? I don't have a Bloody Mary experience, but uh, I do. I do have a, a strong window story <laughs> uh, to to a degree. I, essentially, I was staying somewhere, and the bed was literally next to walls of windows. Uh-uh. Oh Jesus! Just walls nope. of windows. So, Speaking of hell, you could not see outside, but anyone could see inside. Yeah, I don't know. This it's, it was a terrible design. So I'm trying to go to sleep, and I hear this just wham on the side of the house. Nope. And there's no window. There's no door there. There's nothing. Just just loud wham. I'm like that's weird. And then ten seconds later, wham. And so I get. I'm the only one there. It's totally dark. So I get up and I walk to the spot. And I'm like, put my ear to the wall, which I don't know why I did. <laughs> because you hadn't seen Scream 2 at that point. Yeah, and I was just like, hmm, maybe a pistol hit me or something. So I lean against the wall and just bam, as loud as possible. And I'm like, oh man. And then I'm thinking, well, what am I going to do? Well, I could just go to sleep. I'm like, no. <laughs> no. I was like, if we can go through a wall, I go through that. So I decided I'm going to do that thing in horror movies and go outside and investigate. Oh my god. <laughs> and I was like... What else are we gonna do? Oh, there it's gonna be there for days. So I have a baseball bat that I that I brought with me because you know I'm like yeah I don't know who's out there and it's always <laughs> the same spot and so I open the door real fast and I jump out because I'm gonna scare this person. <laughs> so so mess with me. I'm, I'm gonna get him. I jump out and the screen door had actually the latches had broken and so it was being blown up into the side, hitting a spot that the door never normally would reach. Oh but when God. I stepped out, it swung back. <laughs> <laughs> swung back, hit me straight in the forehead with the glass bar, even the forehead. Oh knocked me out for a second. I just got This is my favorite story. <sighs> so I about days and I get up and I'm like and I just look at the broken door and I'm oh, okay, at least that's that's what it is. And then I stumbled back to bed. <laughs> oh my god. I think it would almost prefer Bloody Mary. <laughs> I mean, that was real. I was like, am I bleeding? No, I'm okay. That man, it's going to hurt. Oh, oh my God. Bloody, who, bloody who puts mirror or mirrored windows where you can only see in and not out? I don't know. That's that actually crazy. how my bedroom was when I was in the see? house I lived in when I was 16. Uh, I think it was supposed to be a sunroom. Mm-hmm. Designed by Satan. Yeah, well, it's funny because I picked the bedroom in the daytime. I was like, this is great. First night, I was like, fuck this. Yeah, yeah that's one of my few stories where the supernatural thing actually hit me in the face. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Can I tell a story about this episode, actually, in relevance to Supernatural? Yeah, get right ahead. So, I saw a trailer for Supernatural in the theater like months before the show started. And I see a lot of movies in the theater. And so I saw this trailer multiple times and I was 
so excited for this show. Like, I was like, you got pretty boys, you, it's called Supernatural, they're hunters, they're troubled, this is my jam, I am down for this. And then I watched the first episode, and I was like, eh, that was not great, which is weird, because I also love Amy Acker. That was actually episode three. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. I made it through the first two episodes, and I was not impressed, and I got to the episode, to episode three, and I was like, Amy Acker, and I watched it, and I was like, still don't love it. Like, hate scary water, not loving this. And I was like, I was slogging through it. And I was like, man, God, it's a good thing I'm in love with Jensen Ackles because that is all that is getting me through this right now. He is perfect. Yeah. And then it hit this episode. And I am like, bloody Mary. Like, okay, I am scared of everything. I also love to be scared. Bloody Mary is like my heart. I love Bloody Mary. And so when they started tackling this, I was like, do this right, man. Do this right. And I was watching the episode, and I was just thinking, fuck you. Fuck this. Fuck the show. Fuck. I hate this. And I was really upset. And then it got to the end of the episode, and all of a sudden I was like, I get it. I get Supernatural, and I get what they're doing. And this episode, even though I hated it the first time I watched it, was totally my turning point in Supernatural. And from this point on, I was like, no, I'm on board with you guys. I understand. Like, I cannot go into this expecting all the stuff that I know to be what's going to be here because right. that actually doesn't make any sense now that I'm thinking about it. Right. And so this episode is the thing that made me a Supernatural fan, even though I initially was that, like, I was that nerd who was like, Mary Jane's hair is red. <laughs> <laughs> I want to kind of bring us back to more of the episode. We kind of already talked about people's guilt and feeling guilt over things. And Sam's reason for feeling guilty about Jess's death. And that was the fact that he was having dreams about it for days before it actually happened. That's important. (laughs) Without spoilers. Even, like... So I've seen this episode, obviously. I know right. what happens. Right. I totally forgot about it while I was watching this episode today. Obviously, I knew Sam was going to be the thing in the end that summoned Mary. And I was like, God, why is it? Why? I mean, it must be his mom. It must be Jess, whatever. And then it's like, because I have a secret. And I was like, no, wait a second. Now, what is this secret? <laughs> and I was just like, I was a little irritated because I couldn't remember. So I was like right there on level with Dean when Dean was like, well, tell me. Mm-hmm. And then in the end, when, when Dean's like, y- you need to tell me so this doesn't happen again. And I was like, man, you need you need to tell him so this doesn't happen again. Can I say, though, Jensen Ackles is such a great actor that, I mean, you can see how much it bothers him. Yes. It really bothers him that Sam won't tell him that secret. Right. And I mean, I just I really love the way he portrays that. Yeah, and, and I think that that's that is part of the main reason how how uh, Dean shows his love for Sam in this episode is the fact that it does bother him so much that Sam is carrying this secret and won't let it out, won't talk to him about it, especially whenever Sam has woken up and has been dreaming about Jess, and and Dean's like, dude, you've been calling out her name. This has been going on. And he, he's like, we're talking about this. We're talking about this right now. And Sam still can't bring himself mm-hmm. to discuss this this secret that he has that almost got him killed that's actually eating him alive. I feel like that was the, the point, because we kind of discuss in every episode how Dean says I love you. Right. And I feel like that, where 
like we've discussed, it's almost uncharacteristic of Dean to want to talk about things. Right. But then when it comes to Sam, it's he's very willing to do so. And then the fact that he tries, he knows that it's going to be good for Sam to talk about this. And it's like, even though he probably really doesn't want to, neither one of them, Dean is like, listen, like it's going to happen. We, we need to talk about this where he finally is like putting his foot down. And he's like willing to not just let Sam cross that uncomfortable threshold Right. Of, of expressing emotions, Dean's like, I'm going to cross it for you. Right. So. Absolutely. <clears throat> so I've got a question for you guys. And I don't know if this was like a visual hallucination because I didn't like rewind it and watch it again. But at the end, as they're driving away, we see a woman in white standing on the street corner. When I first laid eyes on her, I thought it was Mary Winchester. Mm-hmm. And as they go past, we realize that it's not Mary, it's actually Jess. Was I hallucinating that? I I think you were. And the reason I'm asking is because it would almost make sense in that we're in the Bloody Mary episode, Mm -hmm. and Mary Winchester is the spirit that Sam sees at the end. I want what you saw to be what happened. I think the reason you saw that is I think they deliberately cast two women who resemble each other and they put them in the same white right. house dress. But no, I, I, mean, I may go just look at it again, but no, I, I did not see Mary. Okay. I, I, I knew I, it was Jess, but it could just be through the whole episode the only female in white that we see is Jess. Well, well, except for in the pilot, we see Mary in a white nightgown. Yeah, but in this so. episode in particular, like, there's a lot of talk about about Jess. Right. And it's, maybe I just assumed I didn't. Blonde girls wearing white is a recurring theme. Yeah. In this show. <laughs> yes. Specifically, yes, like, and I think that Donna's right. They, I feel like they do intentionally cast not just two blonde women, but two blonde women that look very similar. Right. Multiple times. Yeah. Like throughout the episode, I, 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 or throughout the series, I was constantly like, oh, look at that. She looks like Jess. She looks like Mary. Surprise! <laughs> right. Well, and I think that they do that, and not to spoil anything for the future, but I think that they do that to carry on that theme of the death of the mother, the death of the girlfriend, how it has affected them, what has compelled them to do. So, an interesting thing like I that. just thought of Dean always goes for dark haired girls, Sam goes for the blondes. Hmm. Yeah. But, uh, mm. yeah. I kind of think Dean goes for girls. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I would have to agree with that. One other thing that, uh, going back to the mirrors, that freaked me out is we get the little ring moment after the big mirror is broken mm. where Mary comes crawling out of it. <clears throat> Jesus Christ. I had forgotten about that <laughs> until they obviously showed it again. And I... The first time I watched this episode, I was an idiot, and I was in bed (laughs) with the lights off, watching this episode and seeing all of this and freaking out. Today, I watched it, and, you know, I obviously had the lights on. It still freaks me out. This episode probably absolutely terrifies me because of everything that is involved with it. But just that added little F.U. at the end of having her crawl out of that mirror was... Yikes! The the image of her crawling out was creepy as fuck. And so then good. when it's when it's it, the camera pans and it's the boys walking away and it's their back and you can hear her crawling on the glass. Yes. Oh my! God. I got like the hairs <laughs> on the back of my neck stood up and I had my back to a wall and I was still like, oh god, like oh, like checking behind me and stuff. Yes. It was creepy. And I really liked how they handled her death in that whenever she died ultimately. 
she shattered into mirror pieces. I thought that that was like a that it, really it great looked, touch. Yeah, it I, looks bloody, and then it when it dries, it's like the the mirror. Yeah. Yes. The 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 sound of her on the glass and her death scene, I think, was the moment where I was like, no, I love this show. Yeah. <laughs> I want to say one other thing because I bragged like I had something to do with it about <laughs> Jensen Ackles acting. When we're looking at the Sam in the mirror, mm-hmm. he was so different from Sam, it almost didn't look like Sam. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, that that was not Sam in the mirror. Yeah. Um, yeah. Except that, of course, it was. <laughs> yeah. There's also one really refreshing moment in the show in that you have the kid, Charlie, and they said, okay, we're going to cover all these up. Just stay here. We'll take care of it. The writers did not have that idea of, oh, let's have something come up where they have to leave the safe place. It's like, no, they just hung out and let the hunters do the thing. Mm-hmm. I was like, thank you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is one thing that I do really appreciate about Supernatural a lot is they like you are dealing with characters who are genre savvy, and so they often are like, do this thing, and then the people do that thing, and they exactly. take care of it, and it's like, thank you for right. not trying to like... Like, one of my least favorite things in any sort of horror movie or TV show is when people try to play coy. Because it's like, I know what I'm watching. Mm-hmm. Don't don't try to lie to me. Don't try to pull one over on me. I'm watching this because I like the genre, and I know what you're doing. Right. So right. I like, I, I really enjoy that Supernatural often doesn't do that. But they don't go for that easy tension. Yeah, like, know? it's like, we know what will probably be safe. So let's do this thing that will probably be safe, and sometimes it doesn't work mm-hmm. because it's all fucking magic. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. And so. it just really makes you like the not just Sam and Dean. It makes you really like the aware people that they come across. You know. Because mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, because you know, most of the, I don't want to spoil. Most of the time, they do what they think is safe and what they think is smart. All right, guys, we're pretty much out of time. Any last tidbits that you guys want to throw out there? Yeah, Z, go ahead. The one particular that I wanted to mention is that they each break two mirrors. Which, if you if you go by like legend, that's seven years bad luck per mirror, which is fourteen years a piece. So and we've we're got on, or on uh, season twelve, and I'm just like, oh, <laughs> I hope we hold out for more than fourteen seasons. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel pretty confident that they would all be cool doing this until they die. I yeah. think so. <laughs> like I think they're just like we're having fun. Let's keep doing this. Mm. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, we want to thank you for joining us, and we would invite you back next week whenever we will be discussing episode six entitled Skin. So until then, carry on. Jerk. Bitch. Gumby Cat Productions. Podcasts from podcast people. Meow. Meow.